I need to get a pop filter. I really, I really um, emphasize my plosives, and it's a lot. <laughs> plosives. My plosives. <laughs> yeah. No, they're like twelve bucks. I should just get one with the amount of recording I do. And I think that that it actually sounds better on Discord than it does with the live recordings because Discord does some some work on the back end to get rid of the plosives. <laughs> Christ. Um, is that our cold open? Is that a good cold open? I don't know. I don't know anymore. It's talking about plosives that cold. It's a pretty hot topic, I think. Mm. Our hot open. Oh, God. Not that noise. Welcome to Co-op Button, the podcast where my friend and I talk for 15 minutes about whatever the hell we want to. Uh, Maybe more than 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. We do all sorts of shit. Um, This is a variety show is what it comes down to. Um, (laughs) I'm your co-host, Vassal Kenya, and as always, I'm joined by my friend. The juggling mime. The juggling mime, as you've always (laughs) been known. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you drop something does it does it make a noise yes that's why i never drop anything or talk <laughs> oh i see <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna do we should record an intro for a podcast about mines and then just have 45 minutes of silence and then a theme song at the end <laughs> and upload that <laughs> it's art <laughs> it's art and and i'll even like fade in music in the same exact way i do if somebody is talking, <laughs> a, this is a nightmare. This is a nightmare idea. I'm sorry. Um, what did you want to? You, you had an idea about what we should talk about today. Yeah, uh, so I want to say why this idea was spawned. So I am a big Ninja Turtles fan, and recently uh, Dot Emu and uh, Panzer Paladin people. What's their name? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I know what you're talking about, though. The new, the brawler that's coming out. Yeah, yeah, there's a Shredder's Revenge one coming out by tribute games that's the developer i want to be specific about that because i saw three articles being like from the people who brought you streets of rage 4 comes a ninja turtles game and i'm like no (laughs) no no no. they're the publisher not the developer oh i see look the idea of video games journalism is a joke that's a topic for another time (laughs) but like i know this because i looked at the steam page for two seconds like yeah that's pretty bad i i I always (laughs) hesitate to talk about game journalists because you know gamergate was shitty and terrible but there are some very low standards for games writing but you're right that's a topic for another day (laughs) yeah if your name isn't danny o'dwyer just you know (laughs) (laughs) there's some phenomenal games writing out there that it's just nobody reads that's pretty much what it comes down to so i mean jason schweier George Weedman, I don't know who your favorites are. Like, there's there's a handful of 
good people out there, but I just read select button anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. And yeah. uh, Tim Rogers, right? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Let's not get into that. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so this thing that is, I am the target audience. If I ever was the target audience for anything, um, came out and basically like, oh, I'll probably just pre-order this game because I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm gonna play it. Like, I know that, but I was thinking like, I don't do that much anymore. Yeah. And what does it take for me to be excited enough about a game to be like, oh, I'm going to play that without reviews? Mm -hmm. And what is sad is I have done this for the last three Ninja Turtles games. (laughs) None of them were good. And I enjoyed every one of them. (laughs) Well, I think that's that's the level, isn't it? Like, so I'm trying to think the last time I, I pre ordered a game. And I think it, I said to you previously that it was probably Smash Brothers Brawl, but I, I think it's actually the most, it's Smash Brothers Ultimate. I think I pre ordered that um, because but I knew I, I was going to get it. <laughs> that's actually more interesting, though, because so Smash Brothers is something you know you want and you will dive in head first. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I have played so much of the previous games in single player. Like it's pretty much how I play Smash Brothers, which is not 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 normal, I would guess, or maybe not not normal, but it's definitely not what what people think of. But that's what I wanted it for. I wanted to see the weird single player bullshit. I wanted to unlock the characters and just play around with them. And you know, I've probably spent seventy hours in that game. Not like a, a a you know tremendous huge amount, but that's a lot for me. Like if I've spent seventy hours on a game. I don't I hate yeah. when people are like, well, you haven't spent like a thousand hours. I've I I work like once I hit a thousand hours in a game, I'm like, okay, we're done here. Like <laughs> Yeah, that that's like I need to reevaluate something. Or I've been playing this game for like 10 years. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, like it it has to be something that the the only value in pre-ordering to me is getting something like the day it comes out and not having to go to a store to do that. Um they, to me, like I will wait for reviews on, on it, on everything else. Like I just there's there's unless I absolutely know I'm going to buy it regardless of what the reviews are. There's no point in pre-ordering it. So I've started pre-ordering more because the equation has changed, and in no short, short mark, it's because of what Steam's done to the market. So it used mm. to be like in your. I'll say up through your PS3 360 days, at least the early side of it. You know, games come out, it's $60. Are you going to want it at the jump? And at that time, I was waning off. I think the last game I pre-ordered in that era was Mass Effect 3. Because mm-hmm. if I didn't start playing that the day it came out, things were going to be spoiled for me at a much more accelerated rate than if I didn't. And I was yeah. in it and... Me and three of my roommates were playing it at the same time. So, like, yeah, I I jumped in. Um, But after that, you know, I started getting on Steam more. And the whole idea of, like, pre-ordering versus, like, waiting for a Steam sale, it was like, oh, there's reasons to wait. It used to be, like, you had, if you were waiting for a used copy, you were hoping it would be a GameStop within a year. And it would be what fifty dollars for this banged up copy without a manual that has right. some 
substance on it and you're not quite sure what's going like you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah 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 no it's it's kind of yeah the the equation has changed for me as well because i mostly play single player games anymore mm-hmm. um and single player games just tank in price after like three to six months so yes. there's also just no like like that's the other thing is like the last three or four games I pre-ordered were all likely Nintendo games whose prices notoriously stay the fucking same. Um, so it's like, like well, unless it's Mario day, unless it's Mario day and I can spend $40 on Mario tennis aces instead of 60. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a significant discount, but it's a significant discount, but it's a tennis game that's been out for a long time considered like relatively. Yeah, I think Mario Odyssey was the bigger, <laughs> Yeah, Mario Odyssey there, if you will. See Uh what I did there? Because Mario is known for jumping. Yes, I would say that was a very Italian pipe mushroom. What the? (laughs) I don't know. I'm not good at these things. Sorry, I I should just. I go for terrible dad joke, and you're like, "How racist can I?" (laughs) I think saying Italian isn't racist. It wasn't what you said, it was how you said it. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, that's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's it's like I because just hype in general, like I remember being a kid and getting like really excited about games. And um the last I, I sort of oh I sort of ruined a game for myself once, which was Donkey Kong 64. Um, but I I got so excited about it that I read basically everything I could get my hands on about it. And then when I played it, I, I basically knew the first half of the game already because I had read about it. And it was okay. a very disappointing experience at that point. So at that point, I kind of like started getting like kind of weird about it. Like if I'm excited for a game, I'm going to do my best to not read anything about it, um, except maybe a review if I'm not sure I'm going to buy it, like after it comes out, um, instead of like reading previews and getting all hyped up for stuff. So I kind of inoculated myself against hype at that point because it actually made a game worse for me that game was pretty bad but i was also like 12 or 13 when it came out so i didn't i couldn't tell the difference between good and bad <laughs> well, I, I, I that gets into a different thing that i'd almost want to put on hold but like the idea of like this game's bad i'm like well that game came out over a decade ago and it was a lot better in its day did it age gracefully is it a masterpiece of you know gaming no but <laughs> like is it bad like it's a decent n64 game calm down <laughs> it's like it, yeah. yeah it's not like i'm gonna you know go into a screaming okay. rage about it that's it, what i think is is annoying i it's definitely not a well-designed game it is um it is comparably worse than its priors. So Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie were are like demonstrably better games. <laughs> but I like the atmosphere of Donkey Kong sixty four better than both of those. So that's what what happened there for me. But um, <laughs> yeah, rap. huh? Yeah, it had a rap. Yeah, it hit, and they said hell in it, which was like whoa. My parents were atheists, but I still wasn't allowed to say hell. <laughs> well, because they didn't believe in it. Yeah, exactly. You can't talk about things you don't believe in. (laughs) Heaven knows.
Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's a totally it's different topic. That was not you. That was just that, like, oh yeah, yeah. General, like, it's important to judge to... things in their in their context, you know. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, I, just this idea of hype, and I was trying to think, like, there's been some games that I felt really burned on. Like, do you remember a game called Brink? Yeah, wasn't that like a a multiplayer? Yeah. No, I don't remember what it was. So yeah, I mean, it was basically like a class-based shooter. So TF2 would be the go-to comparison at the time. That's mixed right. With Mirror's Edge is what people thought of, which now is just parkour elements that are thrown into a number of games. So this is before that was as ubiquitous. And it was bad. Uh, <laughs> it was apparent to everyone who bought it within a weekend of play that the game was hilariously broken oh, and it just petered apart and i remember being so excited about it because i was thinking like oh it'd be like tf2 but you can do this you can do that you move around which is so much more of what i wanted to do in tf2 because comparatively a lot of those characters are very static and I wanted yeah. to be playing like action movie hero, zip zap, zooping through things like, oh, here's a little nook. I'm going to like slide through and now you can't shoot at me anymore, which is a big complaint I have about a lot of shooters is like covers this very static thing and you can't right. really use it because you can't really maneuver to use it because FPS doesn't adhere to it very well. Yeah. So. Anyways, I had this, I built up this idea of what the game was going to be, which I understand isn't the best, though, based on what I just said is kind of like, if you're going to put these two ideas together, what, I, that would be the, that would be the point of it, right? Yeah. So it sucked. And a big part of it was they had this meta class where you could revive people if they had only been dead within a certain amount of seconds. So basically you just put a team together of medics and <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> no one was able to move because no one really died <laughs> <laughs> oh god that that no so you pre-ordered that game and it was just a waste of money yeah and that was before you could refund anything on steam right so, so that's stuck in my crawl <laughs> so do you have you kind of declined pre-ordering since after or after brink I I have thought about it very differently. There are still games I will pre-order. Like I say, I know I'm going to want and play and enjoy that Ninja Turtles game. But when I pre-order it, I am probably going to pre-order it on a third-party vendor site that's going to give me 15 to 20% off at the jump. Which yeah. means I'm going to be within the discount margin of where it's going to be within three to six months. And then when it goes on deep discount, like a year or so later, I'll be like, oh, well, I could have gotten it cheaper. But I played and enjoyed that game in its prime. And especially right. if it's a multiplayer game, I'm much more apt to want to pre order it because I want to play that game when it's live. Right. Like there's a certain, you know, it has to have an audience for it to be worth anything pretty much so like yeah okay so that that makes sense that it doesn't seem like you're chasing hype exactly or or like trying to be part of the conversation you're like i'm I'm gonna play this game it's the same kind of philosophy i have i just have very few triple a or even like 
double, I don't know, $60 games, games that even offer pre-ordering. Um, they just generally don't show up on my radar anymore. I just don't play those games much. <laughs> um, like the last, like, I said, what was the last big, big ass game I played? Might've been, <laughs> might've been Doom Eternal. I think yeah, that, that was pretty Doom. recent. And that was one of them. Yeah. That game made me so mad. <laughs> we both. Well, it was funny because we both kind of hit the same points on that game. Where like we were enjoying it, and then there was that one shield monstery thing. Oh, I we could we should do a whole episode on Doom Eternal because I have a lot of very specific criticisms. But then that would kind of require me to play it again because I would want to refresh myself on on it. And I I was so miserable by the end of that game. So actually, we shouldn't do an episode on it. <laughs> I take it all back fun to do because is it like doom remake doom 26 god i hate you kind of name games in a way such that you can talk about them um does doom eternal have any co-op elements like doom 2016 did that would be uh, i don't know i don't think it has yeah any. there is that weird like thing wasn't there no, and Doom Doom 2016 had like you could play the snap maps and co-op, but that was it. Yeah, what what was the weird other mode in Doom Eternal? Because they had a weird other mode. Well, um, they had the multiplayer like deathmatch shit where you could turn into a monster and stuff, but Oh yeah, it was that weird asymmetric it was it's kind of like evolve. Right. It yeah, it was it was weird. I that was an odd ass multi well. See, I didn't play that version. I, I there there was like a more standard deathmatch where you could pick up power yeah. ups that would let you become a monster. I didn't play anything where it was like humans versus monster. Oh, so, right. okay. yeah, but I mean, there might have been. I just didn't play the multiplayer that much because I thought it sucked shit. <laughs> so I mean, it was it was fucked on. Um, but I didn't pre-order. Like I waited for Doom Eternal to get to about thirty bucks, and oh. I, I still regretted it. Like. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I wasted my time on it, but I got stuck. I got stuck on that game and had to finish it. And looking at my Steam uh, uh, like list of games I've played, there's at least like 40 games I've played since then. So that gives you an idea of like AAA kind of doesn't doesn't hit me anymore. So I just don't have a chance to pre-order games. I'm playing like either older AAA games or I'm playing like uh, weird bullshit basically <laughs> right i just remembered i pre-ordered and i'm kind of in the middle of neo 2 which is taking mm. a big backseat to my jrpg obsession lately <laughs> but yeah i pre-ordered that because i got it for like 45 bucks like when they offer these pre-order incentives that are like oh well that's going to be the price variance of the game for the foreseeable future it's just like if I want, if I know I want to play that game, that makes me jump for it, you know? Yeah. 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 And I think that makes a lot of sense. Like it's, it's just easier to make that decision when it's also cheaper. <laughs> right. So, yeah, but no, I, I tend to be against pre-ordering because I think it, it, it tends to capitalize on the hype cycle, which is like, if you're not part of the conversation, when the game comes out, then you're like irrelevant. Like it really preys on people's like FOMO stuff. And I'm just like, nah, this sucks. I don't, I I'm, I'm against it sort of ethically, even as like people do it. I'm not like thinking they're unethical. It's more the companies even offering this stuff, especially the stuff where it's like, yeah, you can pay $150 for the uh, super. Yeah. I don't think offering a game pre-order is necessarily 
bad like hey do you want to buy your game like do you want it at launch you know here you go like i don't think that's bad because yeah. like effectively like 30xx has done that but we get to play an alpha build like there's something to be said for that too but um right like early access is a form of pre-ordering and it's kind of interesting as well because i i tend to not buy early access either so um but it's it feels a little more open um which is interesting interesting so but i mean there's a lot to say to wait until a game's released to know like neo 2 i bought bought sight unseen because the first one had such a good port i wasn't worried about it then the second one came out it was funny because a lot of people complained and i was like the port is fine but I'm not trying to play at 4K, 144 hertz every frame, worrying about like a frame dip of 10 frames or whatever. So, yeah, right, I'm golden. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I just think that's interesting. But I think you hit on something too, which is a lot more of what people think of when we talk pre-orders, which isn't anything I access anymore because I don't care about like Call of Duty, Assassin's right. Creed, those kinds of games, and that's where it gets out of hand with all these different versions. And that's another thing too. Neo two is Neo two. You buy the game, you have the game. If you want items in the game, you kill things till you get them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All this, like, like nothing will turn me off from wanting to get a game early, like a big laundry list of DLC or a season pass or something like that. Because once you include that, it's like, oh, I'm paying $60 for 40% of the content. Right. It's like, oh man. <laughs> like it it just as soon as I see a, a fucking grid and a checklist of, of what something includes, I'm like, I, I I check out almost immediately. Like it's just not something mm-hmm. I can deal with. It's just not there. Well, it's like, you know, I, I work at a at a company that that does a lot of like stuff with software as a service and it, it's exactly the same thing. If you go to like MailChimp or whatever, um, they'll have the, you know, yeah. if you're on the pro trial versus the company versus the extra super duper, I'm like, I'm not buying a fucking, you know, CRM. I just want to play, you know, Middle Earth, Shadow of War 2, now with testicles or whatever the fuck like i don't need to know all this stuff it's too much i don't care that much well and the the big reason i don't want to pre-order those games even if i want to play them is because if i wait it's typically a year and three months ish Mm -hmm. um they will release what i like to call the fuck you edition that is all that shit bundled up which it has been at this point for a little bit and at that three month mark it is on sale and then it is on sale for $45 and then I can just play the game like it's a video game and not worry about content, which made me furious when I bought Forza Horizon 3 on the Microsoft store because they were delisting and I bought the gold edition, I believe it was, Mm -hmm. and I started playing and it started yelling at me about buying content. Oh God. And I was like, what happened? And I contact them. They're like, oh, well, you needed the da-da-da edition. I was like, no, <laughs> no, this is insane. And I was like, well, then, okay, how do I buy it? Well, you can't. You can't anymore. It's exactly the same thing in uh, fucking Burnout Paradise, like the non-remastered edition. It's it's like constantly trying to get you to buy stuff you literally cannot buy. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> 
Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> what a feeling, right? Like, just unlock the content for me, then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I. <laughs> oh man. No, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I try not to get into the hype cycle too much. I'm too old for that. I am too, too cheap for that. I don't pre-order much unless I absolutely know I'm going to play the game. And I, I do think that that that's more and more rare. Very, very infrequently do I see a game and say, I am absolutely going to play that. Um, it's mm-hmm. just not, not common for me anymore. Well, and one thing that I hate with this whole cycle, like you're pointing out the hype cycle and the the game needs to be now, otherwise it's dead or you're playing it later or whatever, it sucks. Yeah. It's like the biggest cure to get around all the shit that people complain about with games and keep it fun for yourself, which is what I found, is if it's a game you genuinely want early, 60 bucks may not even feel that bad. But if you're not sure, da, 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 whatever, patience always plays out like all these mm-hmm. stupid expensive games do you know what like the assa- the third back assassin's creed goes for now a pittance yeah and you can get the whole thing together you yeah. know but if you try to get the new assassin's creed it's not that the new assassin's creed is 60 or 70 dollars as the price is now going up 10 for new AAA games right um, it's that it's 70 dollars and then a $40 pass, and then a this and a that. And DLC still sucks. Well, and it's it's tricky, too, because like as you talk about that, I'm like, yeah, part of the issue with AAA games is that even at $70, they're not recouping their costs. Like They're so expensive to make, and so they have oh, to do yeah. this DLC thing. So it's almost like the issue is more like um, tri- the AAA game space is an untenable thing in the first fucking place (laughs) it's 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 yeah but that gets into like labor issues and you know capital and stuff like that so it's that's more like complex thing to talk about as like a an individual person i just don't want to be a part of that system at all well you know you're talking about patience too it's like you know what's really fun is like finding like really weird old i mean good old games is a great example of that if they weren't a bunch of fucking chodes but um like it's just fun to go back and see some really weird shit on the PC. There's emulation. Like there, there are tons of games out there that are complete and you know are available for less than fifteen dollars and are just as interesting today as they were, you know, when they released like five, ten, twenty years ago. Um, you know, there's there's a ton of stuff to do in the game space that is not keeping up with the most recent releases so if if that means waiting for a year and three months or if it means just digging into the archives of the most bizarre shit ever produced like in any case there's there's a million things to do that aren't just playing the the newest games that are coming out right now at that super premium price point well and what's the joy of trying to pretend you're a gaming journalist you know like yeah like you're not you're not like you're not i mean i don't think that there needs to be a product of something but you are not producing anything like by buying the biggest game right now and even if you you know and if you make like a youtube video out of it and it gets like 100 views or whatever it's like if that's what you enjoy then please do it but don't feel like you need to do it you know there's no need to be on top of things it's just it's never been like that (laughs) yeah i yeah, and I think it's this weird vortex with social media of like this need mm-hmm. to be a 
part of the conversation or whatever. And it's weird too, for some of these triple A games, I've technically been part of the conversation for Outriders, this thing I despise. <laughs> it's not good. Um, well, according to PC Gamer, it is not just a Destiny knockoff. <laughs> How do they even... It's closer to the Division, actually. It's just technically more sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a dozen triple a games like this where they have you run and they do it it's a little more gears of war than like well no it's like the division so you hop cover you shoot whatever you have stupid abilities but the the writing the writing is so soulless the direction (laughs) of the game i was going through the tutorial and i was just like what's this button do oh it's not activated yet things like run and or shoot like I, oh god it was oh god <laughs> it sounds awful oh it was it was the worst game i ever played maybe um <laughs> it's really bad <laughs> it's so bad i just but like people are getting excited for this and they want the pre-order bonus and i got into a thing because apparently if you buy it you get the whole thing there's some content that comes with but when i was looking at it initially i they changed the page after the first day and the first day it looked like you bought the game then there was 60 dollars of dlc oh my god <laughs> and that's not what it is but that's like right. oh <laughs> I yeah i'm just so not engaged with that space that it's just hard for me to see the appeal of it at this point you know like i i played destiny 2 uh when it was like thirty dollars because a bunch of DLC was out and I enjoyed shooting stuff in it and then I quit. You know, and not not like because mm-hmm. I think that it's bad to have a game that you play a lot. I'm just not part of that. I'm not connected to the 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 space very much anymore. So because uh, I know people who Destiny 2 is their only game or like one of their only games, you know. And that's great. Mm-hmm. Like they they get really detailed about it. They know it inside and out. They have lots of fun doing it they hang out with their friends like it's it's more than what i experienced by far it's a very deep game for them it's just not for me so (laughs) so it would be if i played outriders i'd be just as miserable as if i played the division like none of it would mean anything to me outside of like god i fucking i hate this right now (laughs) right so here's something so i'm looking at a steam page for something i'd be interested in yeah. Legends of Mana is getting a remaster. I really want to get that. Yeah, actually, <laughs> kind of in the pocket for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'll get it. I know I'll get this someday. Yeah. Um, it's thirty dollars. To their incentive for you to buy it now, full price is you get a wallpaper. <laughs> That's so weird. Like it's honest, at least you get the full game and a wallpaper. And if you buy it when it comes out, you get the full game. <laughs> You'll probably still get the wallpaper too, honestly. <laughs> um, oh, you know what game I'm gonna fucking pre order or order as soon as it comes out? The Ninja Turtles game, because we're totally playing that. <laughs> I'll I'll play that with you for sure. No, Disgaea Six. I'm definitely getting Disgaea Six when oh it comes out God, on Switch. Right. I forgot yeah. you're big Disgaea. I yeah. I wish I could get into Disgaea. I have tried so many times and I just can't. It's I've played Disgaea one like three times. I get like a handful of levels and I just slide off because I'm like, 
I have to grind for what again? Oh, just, you know, you have to grind for the the joy of it. You have to grind so that you can get to a point where your gains become exponential. It's wonderful. I, I've reached a new low with Disgaea, which was I dropped Disgaea 4 for about probably a year, six months to a year. I was playing the story mode and dropped it. And so the past four or five days, I've been catching up on the story by looking, re- watching all the cutscenes again. Which is a real low of spending like about an hour in Disgaea uh, Four without playing it at all. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh, it's it's just very funny to me that I'm watching these like you know paper dolls do their little like melodrama thing with like uh, it's just it's it's not it's not Shakespeare. I'll put it that way. But mm-hmm. it is it is exactly my shit. And so Disgaea Six coming out. I am I am the rare person I think who who has enjoyed every sequel more than the previous. I think a lot of people think Disgaea 1 or Disgaea 2 was like the peak. I think Disgaea 5 is the best fucking game. It has spaceships. <laughs> it has all sorts of dumb shit, and it's great. Um, but in any case, that I will almost certainly be buying in June when it comes out, because I know I'm going to play at least at least 60 hours of that. You know, that's a pretty good... That's a, that's a pretty good bet, and I don't want to wait for it, because I love those fucking games. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I'm on my own little BS where I watch these little like sprite characters with word balloons going for. <laughs> oh my god! So I started third chapter today. Legends mm-hmm. of Heroes: Trials in the Sky. How did it go? I I'm three hours in and I've had maybe five fights and I'm just <laughs> sitting there with like cutscenes and dialogue and I'm like, okay, this is a bit. and like you do this whole thing as an intro and then you do this one fight with the little girl who's too young to be there and everybody keeps commenting on it across three games and then she has to do this thing solo because you're in some weird vortex with a door and then you unlock a memory of right before you showed up (laughs) and and that sequence with her was no shitting just an hour of clicking through dialogue boxes and i'm like oh my god this is too much (laughs) (laughs) but i'm I'm here i'm doing it that's good i mean that's yeah like everybody has a a a sort of reverse kryptonite it's like no matter what i will enjoy this (laughs) so yours is uh Legend of Heroes and mine is Disgaea. Um, none of the side games. What's that? Is that purple kryptonite? I don't know. I don't know anything about comics. Um, <laughs> I need to feed my cat. So do you want to um, close? I think we talked about hype and then we got distracted. I think I think yeah. we covered it. Do you, you have any less thoughts on like pre-ordering and hype and stuff? Um, you know. If you're going to pre-order, take a meditation of why, and if it's really worth waiting, you know, just hold off a hot sec. Yeah, think I think that's that's true of any purchase in general, especially like sixty dollars is a larger purchase for a lot of different you know things. It's it's nice to take a step back and say, why am I buying this? And if the answer is like a good answer to you, doesn't matter what if I would approve, then go for it but you know it's just nice to to be thoughtful about stuff like that i think so yeah yeah
Cool. Well, let me do a little bit of admin, and then we'll close out. Um, music that I played in last episode, the intro was from a game called Platypus. It's a, it's a claymation shooter. It's level one. And then the outro was from Earthbound, Battle Against a Mobile Opponent. And then in the middle, I played a bunch of Worms music because I thought it was funny. Um, I have been Kania. You can find me on my other podcast, the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad. Go to SNES.Zone. You can also find me on uh, Matt's new favorite podcast, the uh, Pulse Wave podcast, where I play Game Boy music and talk about it very briefly. Uh, trust me, it's more music than me talking, so so it's it's good. Um, and who who are you? I'm at Magical Matt on Twitter. Things stuff. <laughs> you should follow our um, our Twitter co-op button at co-op button, all one word, no punctuation. Uh, it is, as far as I can tell from Matt running it, a surrealist experiment in how quickly we can gain the wrong kinds of followers. I don't even know how to describe it. It's a very strange Twitter account. I think you'll like it. <laughs> I'm just being snarky. You're, you're you're being you. You're you're being after hours, Matt, which I like. <laughs> um, and as always, what's our what's our sign off? Fuck you. Eat shit and die, everyone. (laughs) My favorite. That's my favorite part of the show.